Time is a limited resource and you're never gonna get that back. And at the end of the day, the more things you automate, the more energy you can put into your business to help things grow. Welcome back to Duo On Air. I'm Abby. And I'm Courtney. And we're the ex-agency turned entrepreneurial team that puts the Duo in Duo Collective. Our boutique organic marketing agency specializes in SEO, social media strategy, and brand. We're an everyday pair of business besties slash marketing experts obsessed with helping our community learn more about what it takes to run a business. Which is why on Duo On Air, we're not holding anything back. We're giving you all the info we know about how to grow your business organically so you can be the confident CEO you were made to be. And how to navigate life as a small business owner. Whether it's on your own or with your best friend by your side. So grab your coffee or your mimosa, we don't judge, and settle in for a quick value-packed episode of Marketing Tips. Welcome back to the Duo On Air podcast. This is episode number 46, and today we're chatting all about business automations. Basically, what we decided to automate in our business, along with a few other additional automations that you might want to consider for yours, I will say some of these, and I'll let you know which ones, some of these I was very hesitant to want to automate. I felt like as like the type A person that I am, I really want and I feel like it'll be better if I just do it myself and I don't automate it. Like it needs my touch on it. And I think um, I think as business, business owners, we all do that, whether it comes to automation or whether it comes to outsourcing something in your business because you likely are going to do it better than anyone else or better than a system is going to do it. But time is a limited resource. And you're never going to get that back. And at the end of the day, the more things you automate, the more energy you can put into your business to help things grow. So this is super important. And if you're like us and you've been hesitant on doing some of this before, maybe 2023 is the year for you to start considering automating more in your business. And we will take that approach with you. (laughs) Yes. Uh, something else about automation too is like Abby said, you could be a little scared to do it because you're, you're relying on a system essentially to do your work in the background. And although you set it all up, you sometimes don't believe that that system is going to work for you or it's going to fail you. And guess what? Sometimes it might because we, yeah, we have systems set in place for a lot of these and, one day, some a post might not actually go out the way it's supposed to, or we, you know, sometimes we screw up on the back end too. I'm pretty sure we've done this a couple of times in Tailwind, which I'll talk about in a minute. We've set up a post and we hit auto post instead of hitting notification, and it auto posts, and we don't have any copy or content. It's just or an image. or the cat the caption says Abby to write this caption. Yes, yes, that has definitely <laughs> happened, and we've like caught it like an hour later, and people like it and stuff too, and we're like wait, they liked that? Like that was clearly nothing. <laughs> You're so it's kind of funny. But uh, so yeah, we're going to take you through a list of things that we automate in our business and they have all been lifesavers. So the first one, I want to say this is like literally the first thing we started automating because it's probably one of the easiest things to automate when you first start a business. And it's probably one of the first things a lot of small businesses automate. And that is your social. So we use Tailwind in particularly, and what Tailwind can help you automate are Instagram posts and Pinterest posts. Do they, they also do the ability to post to Facebook? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can cross-promote. Yeah, Yeah. you can cross-promote your posts on Facebook as well. Which we don't do that quite as often as we should, but... We really I think leaned. it's just a connection thing for us, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes you run into the glitchy like, thing there. Like we said, that anytime you're dealing with an automated system, there's a lot of logistics in it. 
But at the end of the day, like you just need to start making, putting one foot in front of the other and making adjustments and you can tweak things as you go. Absolutely. And try not to let those little bumps in the road stop you from doing any sort of automation. Like if you hit, you're going to hit them in everything most likely. And when you do, don't be like, well, I give up. I'm just going to keep doing it manually because you'll figure it out eventually. It might be a little bumpy um, at the beginning, but you'll eventually get there. And now we couldn't live without Tailwind. Like we Mm -hmm. absolutely need Tailwind. So we use this for Instagram and Pinterest. Like I said, we populate our pins and our posts into Tailwind. We are able to put the captions in there, our calls to actions, the hashtags. If we want to tag anybody, um, these work great for uh, carousel posts and static posts. So we're currently using it for that. Uh, you can also automate stories in there. We haven't done that yet because we just feel a little bit better <laughs> popping into stories in the moment or you know, based on whatever we're posting that day to our actual grid. And then you can set uh, the certain time of day, the actual day, and when you want it to post. And you can also set if you want it to be an auto post. So you just like set it and forget it or if you want it to be a notification. So if you do a notification, you kind of have to a little bit manually do some work in the back end, but it copies everything and downloads everything to your phone. So then when you go into your Instagram, you can post it that way. Um, but everything else is already copied and there for you to post it and have it go live. And that's also really great from a partnership standpoint. So if you partner with someone to post your social or to create your content, or if you have a business partner like we do, um, this is something where Court will fill up the feed and then she'll be like, hey, can you go take a look at the ideas that I have in here for the week? And then I actually can like answer questions in there. So like we almost use the caption space as like a space for conversation for us Yeah. of like, it's Court's funny. like, hey, I have this idea. What do you think? And I'll be like, yeah, this is what we should do for the cover. And like we go back and forth and it's our spot and our space to strategize what our content is going to be for the week. And it's laid out in a way that we can visually see it. And it just allows for that conversation back and forth. So it's also really great from a partnership standpoint. And whether you have a business partnership or maybe you just have a VA or an assistant or you have someone else who's helping create content for you, you can set up the strategy and they can run with it from there because you've already laid it out in your grid. So these tools can be used for more than just the scheduling aspect. Like it's actually how we strategize and build our content. Yes, absolutely. So the next one is podcast episodes, which Abby is going to have way more information about this than I am. But one of the nice things about podcast episodes that I do on the back end, again, it goes back to Tailwind. So making sure that those episodes are ready for Tailwind and posted in Tailwind before the episode actually goes live, because then when it goes live, that content pushes out to Tailwind and we're putting that podcast content out there for people to see it in whatever channel they're on and then drive them to that actual podcast episode. Yeah. So for podcast two, we use Podbean as our podcast host. So you can schedule out your podcast episodes however long in advance you want to. So um, for us, we batch record all of our episodes. So all of our episodes are done. Once they're edited, we can go upload them into our podcast host and then schedule when it's going to be published. So we don't need to touch it from there. We just know it's going to go live. And when it publishes on our RSS feed, it automatically shows up in every single platform. So that process is incredible because 
we wouldn't be able to function if we had to do all of that absolutely every single not. Monday. <laughs> so that is absolutely necessary. And podcasting, I mean, we have a whole nother episode. We're going to talk about this soon about starting a podcast, but it is actually the easiest form of podcast of content creation for us. And this automation is one of the biggest reasons why, because podcasting is one of the easiest ways are easiest pieces of content to automate in your business. Yeah. And it's one of the easiest pieces of content to push out there. We thought it was going to be this beast to do podcasts. We're like, and that's why we waited so long to do it. We've always had this on the list of, of the dreams of what we wanted to do with Duo. But we were like, it's going to take too much time and it's going to take too much effort. And it's so there's so much content we could talk about. But when you start to batch these things and when you have these automations in the background, it's doing so much work for you and taking so much work off of our plate that I would say the hardest thing about the podcast is just picking a day and sitting down and batching the pieces of content. Oh yeah. We've been together all day today and we didn't get started till three o'clock. Yep. So, <laughs> uh, but that is the hardest part. And we also thought we needed to have the money to invest in a podcast producer before we could do this because we thought it would be too difficult for us to implement it into our business. And although we have someone who helps edit our podcast, we don't have a podcast producer um, that does everything for us. We do it ourselves. Absolutely. And it actually is the easiest thing to automate because of these podcast hosting platforms. So highly recommend Podbean. So um, the third, we actually have 11 of these. So don't worry, they'll all be in the show notes so you can go <laughs> check them out from and there. And we won't take an hour of your time. Yes, we'll go we through won't. these pretty quickly. We will. So blogging is the next piece that can be automated. So regardless of what blog platform you use, WordPress is probably one of the most popular, but you can blog on any website platform that you use and you can schedule those out. So blogging in advance can be a super awesome thing to do just to make sure that you're improving on your SEO if you need to hear about how blogs are not dead and still very much important to your business, you can listen to any of our SEO episodes to talk about that. But blogs can be an awesome way to schedule your content ahead of time and really catch up on that. Um, this is another thing that we like to batch. So anything that goes with automation tends to go really well with batching your content. I was just going to say that. <laughs> We're going to hear batch a lot mm -hmm. because when it comes to this content and automating it, batching is going to be your best friend. Yeah, absolutely. So emails, another amazing thing to automate. So we really love to automate, especially before launches. So when we have a launch coming up, if we're launching our SEO group coaching program, or if we're promoting a course, or if we're promoting our mastermind, we love to automate our sales emails because that just really helps us spread things out and understand when we are talking about what everything's scheduled in advance, which makes your launches so much easier because launching in general is just really stressful. So yeah, and it kind of keeps you accountable too to the timeline that you've set in place and the strategy that you've put in place for that launch, because you know that these emails are done, you know that they're going out on a specific day. So it's, you know, you're accountable, you're showing up, you're staying on top of it, and you're continuing to move forward with that launch strategy. So that's what's really nice with a lot of these automation tools is that they're kind of your accountability buddy, and you know that they're going to be putting that content out there for you. Uh, because you already have it all done because you've batched it. Mm -hmm. And also, we are not perfect. I would love to tell you that I batch our email newsletters months and I would, in advance. I'd love to tell you that I don't work on, you know, our social strategy week by week, but it, we it's don't, the reality. Yeah. There is automation in there so that when I finish writing 
Tuesday tips and sips on Monday night. I know it's going to go out at the best time on Tuesday morning. Uh, Monday night at midnight. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it's the reality. So I don't want you to listen to us and think that we have our ish together because we We don't. don't. We, We are just like you. We are learning what to automate, how to be more efficient, and we're not perfect at it. So although these are awesome tools, we could be using them 100% better, just like everyone else can in their business. No one is perfect. So use these tools to help you, but know that we're not like, we love to batch content, but it doesn't always happen. No. So, (laughs) okay. This next one is actually the one that I was hinting at in the intro where I really didn't want to do it. So our coach will probably laugh listening to this because she'll be like, yep, I know. One of the very first things she said to us when we were doing our client workflows is I was writing out the email templates of like, here's the emails that we're going to send to our clients. And then the first one for the discovery is like, hey, um, can you meet at this time? And she was like, can you include a scheduler there? And I was like, oh, no, I can't. Like my schedule changes all the time. Like my kids are always home at different times. Like, I don't know. What if like all of a sudden I just don't want to take a call at that time. Like it just felt like my sacred time was being taken away from me because someone could book a spot on my calendar without me giving them the stamp of approval. And let me tell you, once I added this in, it was the biggest relief off of my plate. It was something that I really, really didn't want to do because it felt like I was setting in stone work, work times. But it actually turns out that I was like freeing up my time because I no longer had to think about making those decisions. And decision fatigue is a real thing. Like you can only make a certain number of decisions a day before your brain just can't do it anymore and you need to go to sleep and recharge. So why should we wait waste those decision-making opportunities on choosing a time? Just set up the scheduler. You can always change. People are flexible. And if something happens where I'm like, hey, guess what? My kids aren't at preschool today. I need to move this meeting. People understand because we're humans. Absolutely. I think too, before we had this set up, we would send out emails and we'd be like, okay, can you meet Tuesday anywhere from 1 to 4 p.m.? And it was it was through an email so and it was kind of vague and sometimes they'd come back and they'd be like oh sure you know 1:30 works and we're like oh shoot somebody already emailed us back and said that they wanted to book that time so now that time doesn't work so it's kind of it takes that out of it mm-hmm. too it makes it less complicated uh, they can choose times that work best for them that they want to talk to you. So it really, you know, Abby had, <laughs> Abby was, you know, a little worried about that. And I was too, honestly, cause we weren't used to it. But once we have that set, it's actually been incredible. It's so mm-hmm. much nicer to have somebody choose that. We know the times that people can actually schedule, schedule those for, and we don't have to go back and forth yep. in email. And as a client service provider, you're always thinking about the client first. So whenever a discovery call comes in, I'm always in my head like, okay, we need to meet as soon as possible for them because they want to meet with us right away. And so we put that pressure on ourselves, a pressure that doesn't even exist. They're not asking us to drop everything and meet with them right now. They're just asking when they can meet with us. And it might not be urgent. It might be something where they can wait till next week. And oftentimes that ends up being the case with our scheduler where they're like, oh, guess what? I'm super busy this week, but I booked a time next week. And I'm like, great. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it takes this extra stress that you added on to yourself without 
like you did not need to do that. So I would say the one thing that clients do appreciate when they first reach out to you and they want to make that discovery call or that connection, replying to that email within 24 hours. That's some, that's a goal of ours. We try to reply mm-hmm. within 24 hours. Uh, people love that. When you have a quick response time for that initial first email, people feel seen, they feel heard, they feel like you want to connect with them as bad as they want to connect with you, which is true in our case. So that is one thing if you could get that down to you know 24 hours or less and then from there kind of let the schedule come as it as it does but that's something that we've really noticed that people really appreciate absolutely yeah and with within reason too like we don't do weekends unless for any reason we're working like still make sure it works with your schedule but that 24 hour yeah it's definitely noticeable on the other end and it gets people really excited so the next piece is client workflows. So we use Dubsado. There's a lot of other systems like HoneyBook, um, Pixify that people use to craft client workflows. So um, for us, we, like I said, we're not perfect. We do not use the system to its fullest abilities, guaranteed. We're always learning in the systems that we're in. But what we use this for, which is awesome, is for any client kickoffs. So the second a client says like, yep, I'm ready to move forward with this package, we then have workflows automated in Dubsado so that it automatically sends them the contract. Once they sign it, it automatically sends them the retainer. Once they pay that, it automatically sends them the questionnaire. So it makes that process, it takes that process off our plate. We have our contracts already templated. We have our retainers already templated and we have our questionnaires already templated out based on which package they choose. This takes a little bit of energy in the startup. And there that's why there are people out there who specialize in Dubsado setups because it does take energy and it takes a little bit of time. And that's usually the biggest resistance to automation is that in the upfront, in order to have really efficient automated systems, it's going to take you time. You have to learn them. You do. Yeah, you have to learn them. So I would say um, this is something that like don't resist it. Set up time, schedule time in advance. Like we love to have Mondays as our CEO days. So make a CEO day a day for you to actually like update some of these systems because then it helps automate everything in the future. And the nice thing about this and the client workflows is that you can tell the client exactly what they can expect. So after they sign that contract, they're going to get the retainer. After they get that retainer, they're going to get the questionnaire. So they know exactly the process right out the get-go. And when they take an action, this action is going to happen. When they take that action, the next action is going to happen. So that's really nice to just tell your clients what they can expect before actually diving into more of the work. Yeah. I also didn't even talk, when I talked about emails, I went straight into launch, which is like not even what I was going to talk about there. But when we talk about email automation too, and this is actually the perfect example of an automation that works great because I literally forgot to talk about it because it's so automated in our business. I don't even think about it anymore. We have a welcome series and we have a free resource series that we don't even think about. So anytime someone joins our list, they're automatically dropped into our welcome series and they receive four emails. And those emails lay out who we are, what we offer, more free resources because who doesn't love free stuff, and then what to expect and how to work with us moving forward. And it lays out the process of 
like introducing us because otherwise we're completely a cold lead to you who just joined our email address. And these workflows are so incredibly automated that again, I forget about them. Sometimes people <laughs> reply to their like the first welcome oh, email they I love get. It. Yeah. And <laughs> we're like, oh shoot, this email is out there. But we love it when people yeah. reply. They're like, hey, we're in your system. This is so amazing. We mm -hmm. can't wait to learn more or get yep. more of your emails. So it's really fun. Yeah. Our second email is to, um, our call to action in it is to reply and let us know who you're more like, Courtney and Abby. And those are our favorite replies They're to read so through fun. when yeah. people are like, oh, I'm more like Court or I'm more like Abby because of X, Y, and Z. And it's just so fun to like get to know who is actually in our audience. So for your, as you're creating workflows like this, and as you create them like welcome sequences, this is something where think about those call to actions, like engage with them. Don't just serve the content without actually giving them an opportunity to engage back with you because that engagement is what actually builds relationships. Yep. So the next one related to email are um, actually email out of, I don't want to call them out of offices, but like automated email responses. So we don't do this right now, but it's something to consider doing. And especially as we figure out what our calendars are going to look like in 2023 and beyond, it's something um, that just sets a really good expectation for clients and for new inquiries. Yeah. We've done so. this at the agent in our agency world. We mm -hmm. we did it a little bit, but we haven't actually done it with Duo yet. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who do it really well. So our coach, Val, does this really well. She um, has two days a week that she is online. The other day she is with her kids. If you email her, email, email her. I'm sure she would love it. And look at her, her, auto, her automated response. She sets those expectations on when people, when she's going to respond, whether you're a client, whether you're a new inquiry, like here's when you're going to hear from me and why. And it's just a really good way to set expectations because a lot of times people are like, oh, well, I just can't do this because I only work two days a week or this is a side gig and I can't answer emails throughout the day and I'm never going to like build build my business and bring in um, revenue because I can't be full-time. And a lot of times it's not about that. It's about the expectations that you're setting with those new people who are being brought in. If you can set the expectations right away, no one's going to expect you to drop everything and answer them. They're going to respect the fact that you have priorities. like And that you're being honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you don't need to hide the fact that you only want to work two days a week and you want to spend the rest of your time with your kids. That is an like admirable thing. So own it and then set the expectations. And you can do that through something that's automated like email, um, setting that auto response because it also takes the stress off of you. It takes the stress of when am I going to respond? You already know that you're going to respond within 48 hours because you set that expectation ahead of time. Yeah. Not every first initial email needs to be something super specific and like handwritten to the people that are emailing you. It's okay to have these automations. And I think a lot of people think it's not okay because I have to be very specific and I have to be overly friendly and I have to let them know that, you know, I got their email and I, and I replied to them personally and that's, you know, that's the way it has to be. It's, that's not necessary. Um, and so these email signatures or not signatures, um, automations that you can set up, uh, you can also do an Instagram. So again, this is not something that we do in Instagram yet, but something that we probably should consider, uh, moving forward into 2023 and what, what that looks like. So 
if you, I don't know exactly actually how to set these up on Instagram because we haven't done it, but I know that it's there. Mm -hmm. We've actually. It's in your settings. Um, I can't remember the exact path and we can put it in our show notes so that you know. Um, and you can go and look at that if you don't know how to set up those auto responses, but it's, I mean, I'm sure most people have came across them before. You don't need to make them salesy either. Like it can be a very personal message. So you can customize everything about that. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it makes it more, it makes it so you don't have to be on that platform constantly replying to messages personally, constantly right Mm -hmm. away. It's kind of, it gives you a little bit of a buffer to let them know that you're there, you see them, you're eventually going to reply. It might just not be immediate. Yeah. It's also a great thing to do if you are like a multi-passionate business owner and if you have multiple things that you do and offer. So say you are an influencer and you have brand collaborations, but you also work with clients or you also have an in-person space where you can go or you also sell a product. Like say you have all of these things that are happening, you can set those expectations, whether that be in an email response or whether that be in a DM response to say like, hey, if you're a brand looking to collaborate, here's what you can expect. If you're a person looking to work with me, here's what you can expect so that you can kind of give yourself a break of needing to respond to every single DM or directing people like, hey, if you want a brand collaboration, this is what you need to do. You need to email me because my DMs are flooded. So that's it can really just take some yeah. stress and work off your plate. I would say too, if you are doing email automa- um, automation or yeah, autom- oh my gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> I need an afternoon coffee. Uh, making those automated messages in email or Instagram, make sure you're being strategic about it too because I have seen like anytime you reply to a specific email, um, you get an automated response back no matter Mm -hmm. what if it's a reply if it's a reply all or if you have an email chain going back and forth with somebody and you always get that automated email Mm -hmm. something like i'll get back to you in 24 hours that gets to be a little much so make sure you're being strategic with it Yeah. yeah for sure um okay so the next thing if you ever want to automate anything and there doesn't seem to be a clear way to do it you can pretty much do any type of automation or connection with zapier So for us, we use Zapier to help connect uh, mostly to our email list, I'd say. So we want to make sure that anyone who engages with us by buying a product um, or buying a course or signing up for a coaching program, we want to make sure that they're automatically funneled into our email list as well. And then you can also set up unique email automations for every new Like if we want an automation for our shop, we can do that for new people that are dropped into our shop. Um, So you can set up welcome sequences multiple different ways for multiple different segments. And then you can use Zapier to make those connections so that you don't need to automatically transfer people who enter your ecosystem by hand. Like you can just have those automations set up in the background. So those are great. And then the next one, we have two more. Um, I think we have 11 in total. So all of these, again, will be in the show notes. But the next one that we automate for our business, it comes from the accounting aspect. So um, we use Xero. A lot of people use QuickBooks. But as long as these are connected to all of your different platforms, they are going to automate a lot of bookkeeping processes for you and make it a lot easier than for you to share information with your accountant when it comes to tax season. So I would like to say that I know more about this automation, but we have a lovely, amazing bookkeeper who does all of this for us. So although the system is amazing in terms of automation, she also helps collect the rest of that. 
So although it's not an automation, definitely think about outsourcing certain things in your business that you do not have the time nor are the expert in. And we are the first to say that that comes in the form of finances, bookkeeping, accounting. We are not going to try and be the experts in that area. <laughs> Absolutely not. And the last one is Asana. So this isn't quite an automation system, but it really helps organize and streamline our communication and what we've got going on as far as client work, as far as internal work goes, um, even down to scheduling our Instagram posts. Like this is where we can kind of collaborate in that space, what the content is that we're going to post for that week. And it is really, Asana is our accountability buddy. It is there to schedule everything that we need. Let us know when it's done. We go in there. We can have all sorts of like, we have documents in there for, you know, questionnaires from clients that we need to look at before we start a project. Mm -hmm. uh, things that Abby catches on the website that Courtney needs to update because, <laughs> oops, we forgot that part or something is spelt wrong. Um, it, it comes yeah. down to literally everything and how we manage our week to week. And again, it doesn't do anything automatic for you, but it is a good way to look at what's going on for that week and organizing and streamlining your workflow, essentially. Mm -hmm. And we have the automated part comes in when it comes to client workflows, because we have every client of ours has their own board within Asana and those workflows are already built in. So we have all of the rules in there of like, client fills out the brand questionnaire. Now we do the brand mood board. Client gives us feedback on this date. Now we do the brand boards. Client gives us feedback on this date. Here's the brand revisions, like so on and so forth. And so all of those are laid out. And every time we get a new brand client, we hit copy paste project board. We have a new project board for our new client with all of the same client workflows in there. So because of that, that makes building timelines and actually working with our clients and knowing what the deadlines are when we're delivering things, all of that kind of project management ends up being fairly automated because it's a copy and paste because we have our client workflows set up so seamlessly in those systems. So I don't know how we'd survive we without We would it. not survive with Asana. Asana is one of our number one tools and we have loved it ever since we started. Absolutely. So these are a ton. There are a lot more other ways you can automate things in your business. And sometimes automation isn't the answer. Outsourcing is the answer. So you need to make those decisions for yourself. Even though, for example, Pinterest is something that is automated through Tailwind, we still outsource the strategy of that. So there are going to be certain things for you that you are going to want to outsource rather than just automate and or do both. So you just need to decide what is going to make your life easier, give you back some precious time because that is something that we can't get back. Um, and then huge shout out, we talked to we talked about our coach throughout this episode, but we would not have automated things in our business, even with my um, like own personal not wanting to set up a scheduler and her rolling her eyes at me like, oh, you're going to want to do that one day, <laughs> which I did. Um, but we would not have all these automations in place without her. So Val Marlene Creative is a genius. So we just need to give her a little shout out. But these are, these will all be recorded in the show notes. So you can go ahead, look at these and look at the automations that we do in our business and try to implement some in your business because maybe 2023 can be the year of automation for you and the year where you can take back your time. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it with a friend and subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes dropping every Monday. 
Plus, if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review and don't hesitate to share any new episode ideas. We absolutely love hearing from you and creating this content for you. See you next week.